Hey, what's up, everybody? How you doing tonight? Episode number 263, Drink It Till You Podcast, the only podcast that lasts until the last drop. How the hell is your Saturday going? Uh, once again, Mr. Consistent over here coming out on a Saturday. I don't know what's got into me lately, but uh, I'm just feeling good, man. Having a little tequila with uh, some orange, like, Mio squirt stuff flavored for your water. And then water on top of it. That's not weird, is it? People do like whiskey and, and water all the time on the rocks. Water it down a little bit. and doesn't have so much bite to it. I just put a little flavor in mind. The days of mixing drinks are long gone for me. You know, I, I was having friends over there for a while. And when I was super into like bartending and stuff. Like, hey, try this. Try this new thing that I'm that I'm making or try this new thing that I learned and that 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 left a long time ago for having a drinking podcast that that was supposed to be the main <laughs> the main thing of the podcast now I just fill it with all my bullshit and uh thanks for listening I don't know I don't know uh let's take our first drink of the night cheers everybody bottoms up It's not a bad... I can't even taste the tequila, to be honest with you. That orange squirt juice, which actually has vitamins in it. So not only am I hydrating, not only am I getting vitamins, I'm getting my tequila too. I guess that's the dehydrating part, right? I'm dehydrating and rehydrating at the same time. Uh, while doing the episode, look at me multitasking, you know? Um, anyway... The big thing today is the Chinese spy balloon. I'm I'm just over all the lame-ass fucking jokes people are trying to make about it. The one I've seen from multiple sources, multiple accounts, is that it was some sort of gender reveal balloon. It's like, all right, that's okay. I just, I, I don't know, man. Uh, that's what Mark Norman said. Let me trash him first and then let me recommend his stand-up special. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he did the fucking... He went that route. He said it was just a gender reveal balloon, which is like, come on, man. You're better than that. He's, he's funnier than that. Like, that's my philosophy. Not that I'm a stand-up comedian or anything. Never done stand-up in my life, but it's like, just hold back. You'll think of something better. You know, you're too funny for that shit. It's just like selling out just to get a tweet out. I don't get it. He's so much more clever than that. Just take your time. So now that I shit on him, <laughs> let me recommend his stand-up special, which I, I, I fucking love. I watched it front to back, open to close, however you want to say it. Um... <clears throat> It's called Out to Lunch. It's on Netflix, I believe. No, it's on YouTube. I saw it on YouTube. Um, fucking great, dude. That's one of the best stand-up specials I've seen in a while. Uh, which I haven't watched that much lately. I haven't watched that much stand-up. But still, I did not expect to laugh that much. His, his play on words is just clever throughout the whole thing. You know, his thought process through a lot of issues we're having 
I guess, men versus women. I shouldn't say versus. It kind of pits us against each other. We're not against each other. I'm with you, ladies. I am with you 100%. I, I believe in equality. But you also have to believe in equality. You know, you can't, you can't short me on something, but also believe in equality. That's not equality. You know, you can't treat me a certain way. And then not want, want to be treated that way. It doesn't make any sense. Anyway, so go check him out. He says it a lot better than I'll ever say it. Um, Mark Normand, out to lunch. Dude, it's fucking great. I loved it. Um, fucking I, It's one of those that I just couldn't stop watching. It's like 1 a.m. You know, I got to go to work the next day. I wake up at 5.30. <laughs> I try to leave at 6.00. And, uh, boy, my eyes were bloodshot that next day. I'll tell you that, because I was staying up just giggling like a little bitch. I think it's only an hour long, but still, I started late, you know. Um, so anyway, yeah, I mean, as far as tweets go, he, he didn't have the best one. The best one I saw about the Chinese weather balloon, it's not a weather balloon, spy balloon, excuse me. They're probably saying it's a weather, did that, did it really have solar panels on it? I really want to know, because that's fucking incredible. Um, it's incredible that they can do that. And it's incredible that they thought no one would notice. <laughs> it really is. Like, you thought... no, it, it, They made it the worst fucking color of all, I would think. But white. <laughs> uh, that's not racial in any way. I'm not saying if you're white, you're a bad person. That's not what I meant. Just, why would you do it? Why? I mean, that's the most revealing color, isn't it? In the sky? A white, giant-ass balloon? They gotta be smarter than that. If it was a spy balloon. Oh, the things I've seen, too, is about Tom Brady. Don't worry, Tom Brady will deflate it. It's like, come on, bro. You can do better than that. And I'm not saying I've made a funny tweet about the Chinese spy balloon. I haven't, because I haven't thought of anything that clever. So therefore, Mark Normand, who I respect and love, who I just shouted out your most recent special, you should just hold off. Now, I will say Mark Normand was the first person I saw about the gender reveal, that tweet, but it doesn't make it funny. Maybe I'm just in a bad mood. I don't know. But I just didn't enjoy it. I'm not enjoying anything people are saying um, about this. The, the one I did love, and it's not really even funny. It was just clever more than anything. She said, I wish I could shout out the account too. She said, I love you to the Chinese spy balloon and back. Oh, that was good. We'll take a drink to that. Cheers, everybody. Uh, moving on. To the uh, NHL. It's so depressing. I thought about this today. What about this for a concept? What about letting the team still play their, their scheduled games to get to 82? But, you know, whoever's in the All-Star game, uh, our team, for example, I think Robertson's the only one in it this season for the Stars. Uh, what about letting your team just continue on without that player? I think that would be a good thing. 
I think that would generate like you know people seeing players that they wouldn't normally seen have seen. You get to call up your farm team. I don't know if they call it a farm team in hockey, but you get to use players from that team, the Texas Stars being our, our team. Um, I think that would be exciting, you know. Who's going to take Robertson's place? And it might not be on the uh, the line he's on. He might be on the fourth line, but still. Yeah, somebody else gets bumped up. Whoever was on the fourth line, now you're on the third line. Whoever's on the third line, now you're on the second line. I think that would be interesting. You know? Uh, there's a lot at stake, though, too. So that would probably be a bad thing for a lot of... T if you don't have a good farm system... You'd probably be fucking pissed. And you'd come back from the all-star break. Supposed break. Down by, you know, a couple of points. <laughs> I just, I don't know. It would give give some people some chances. And it'd shake things up a little bit. What if you, what if you did put in somebody from your farm system? Ah, this guy's jamming, isn't he? Um... What if you put in someone from your farm system and and they were they were dynamite? What if they came in and shook up the league? You know, I, I think most times that wouldn't happen. It'd probably be the other way around. Mostly, like this guy fucking sucks. Like, why did the NHL make us do this? I don't know. It's just an idea. I'm not saying it should happen. I'm just I'm just spitballing here. How to shake things up a little bit? Because to me, the the shootout is over, guys. The era of the shootout should be over. I say you go three on three for two five-minute periods, and then you call it a game. Um, yeah, the, the shootout's just a competition skill. And, 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 and speaking of that, that's why I don't watch the All-Star game in the first place. I don't give a shit. Even if my whole team was in there, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care about the speed competition. I don't care about the accuracy competition. I definitely don't give a shit about the game. The East versus the West, or however they label it now. I don't know how they do it, because I don't pay attention. It's stupid. You know? It's just extra fucking work. And God forbid... I know Ovechkin's in there. God forbid... He gets fucking hurt. What do you do now? I mean, you can get hurt having fun easily. <laughs> Look at the internet. It happens all the time. Um, I'm just not into it. You know, it's cool to be nominated. Whatever. It's cool to have people from your team. I just don't give a shit. I don't care about the All-Star game. Maybe the teams need a break at that time, and that's cool. But I'm not watching. Like, how many views is this really generating? We all know it's a, a game that doesn't mean anything. At least in baseball, it's like, you know, whoever wins this game is going to host the, the fucking World Series. You know, the, the American versus the National League. Whoever wins the game, National or, or American, that's a, you're going to have home field advantage. There's something to play for. But this just, I don't know. I guess it generates a lot of media hype, a lot of social media hype. I'm just watching them introduce some people here. They're not even people with real cameras. 
What are those robots taking pictures? It's just all automated, man. Like, I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense to me. It's not exciting to me. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't stand for anything. All right, Chris, I think we get it. Take another drink and shut the fuck up. So something else I haven't touched on in the uh, past couple of weeks, I was giving it some time to simmer down, let the shock and awe dissipate a little bit. Uh, my band cashing in, we are no more officially. Um, life gets hectic, you know. Um, and I can only, only speak for myself, uh, but my life pulls me in so many different directions, and some of it is self-inflicted. This podcast, for example, this is something I've done for five years now. I'm not going to stop doing. Um, you know, it's it's hard to dedicate time to everything you want to do. Uh, spread uh, spread myself too thin, so to speak. And the reason I say that is because I can't even write music for the band that I want to be in. We can't even get together and practice uh, sometimes because of everybody else's hectic life too. It's not just me. You know, um, it's just hard, man. And, and this has taught me a lot. Um, not to say that there was no bitter ending. I don't think anybody's mad at each other. You know, it's nothing like that. It was literally just life happening, life coming too fast. And, uh, yeah, I just had to be real with myself and say, I can't, I just can't do this anymore. It's not because I don't want to. It's just, it's really not fair. I think I was saying a couple of episodes back how it's happened several times where I've had a prior commitment, something I have to do in my life and... I, I have to have the guys go pick up my drums, you know, and take them to the venue. I'll meet you out there after the show's already started. I play the show, and then you have to pack up my drums, and you have to look. It's like, dude, that's not fair. I don't want to do that. It's like we're not really a band at that point. You know what I mean? Like I, I, like I said on that episode, I can't remember how many episodes back it was, but... It's like I'm a paid musician at that point without the pay. <laughs> you know, like I just, I'm showing up to play the music for 20, 25 minutes, shaking a couple of hands and being like, I'm, see you later. You know, that one guy at the, the show was like, oh, you're leaving already? I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm sorry. I have something else I got to go do. I have to go do this. It's not a choice. I have to. And uh, it's just, it becomes not fun at that point. You know what I mean? Like, and not only that, but with everything, like I said, pulling me in different directions in my life, it's like my, my want or my drive to write music is gone. I, I don't have any inspiration left. Because when I leave the show... And I have to go do whatever I have to do. I have to do that thing. And then I go to sleep. And then I wake up. And you got to go to work the next day. And then you work. And then, you know, I got a part-time job too. So I got to go work the part-time job. By the time I get home, I'm fucking exhausted. It's like, when is my time to ever write music? You know, which I, I am working on. I don't think I'll ever stop writing music. It's just really sporadic right now. But it's hard to be the main music writer in a band. And you don't write music. 
<laughs> you know, so I, I felt it was best to, to just call it off. Um, like I said, there was no bitterness. There was no, you know, I didn't sleep with the bass player's girlfriend or so, you know what I mean? Like there was nothing like that. Um, <laughs> which I wonder how many bands break up like that, but it just, it just seems appropriate too, in a funny way. Like if, if you know punk and you know hardcore, then usually bands put out an album and then they're fucking, they break up immediately after. Maybe not immediately. They get like a good half a year to year of touring on that music and then it's, it's over. They never put out anything again. It's just, fuck, man, this band was so good. Why did that have to happen? Now I will tell you the light at the end of the tunnel. We have four more songs that we recorded and uh, we're going to put those out probably in the next couple of months or so uh, they'll be on Spotify iTunes all that shit um, so there's the silver lining is it's you know we're not completely dead there's still music to be heard from this band we're just not gonna you know get together and practice anymore we're not gonna play shows anymore um, we're just, we let it be what it's going to be. And I, I fucking, for one, I enjoyed the ride. I enjoyed going to Houston while the Astros were winning the World Series. I enjoyed playing three links. And uh, even if that guy did smash up the toilet wearing our, our shirt, <laughs> I enjoyed it, you know? Um, I would have never met these people if it wasn't for this band. Manny, Sean, Paul... Well, James, I've known forever. I will know forever. But, you know, still, I wouldn't have met these people if it wasn't for this band. The connections I did make, uh, Cedric out in, is it Arlington? I think it's Arlington. It's fucking great, dude. He turned me on to a cool fucking band. We had a great conversation that night. We played the show at the Central Arts um, venue. I don't know if it's their venue, but still. It's fucking great, man. I had a lot of great memories. Uh, went to Austin, played a festival. Um, for for the, the uh, drawbacks that we had, we actually did a lot as a band. You know, and and I'm for one, I'm not upset about it. I'm at peace with it. I'm not mad. I'm not hurting over it. It just it sucks. But it's a, it's a reality, man. And, and, and I, something it really taught me was it's, it's really hard. Like, it's, it's incredible. It's almost like a once-in-a-lifetime thing. Like, if your band makes it and hits the big time, I'm not saying platinum records and all this and that. I'm just saying gains traction and has a following. You know, it's, it's almost a fucking miracle in a way. Because it's like, what I realized, and I, and I took a bigger part in this band than I ever have before. I took the reins on writing. Uh, try, you know, I did what I could to get shows. I did what I could to promote. I did all that shit. But what, what I realized is, dude, it's really hard to uh, coordinate four other men with their own lives to do a band and the fact that we did it for four fucking years you know we had several musicians in and out of the band 
uh, but we always made it work somehow. Uh, the fact that we did that is a miracle in itself, but if your band gets big and you start making money and you start going on U.S. tours and shit, like, that's almost a fucking miracle, dude. It's really, 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 really hard. Um, <clears throat> and not to say that was my goal. I didn't want to be on tour, you know, eight months out of the year. Fuck that. I, you know, I got a family. <laughs> Unless you're paying ridiculous amounts of money to us, I, I, that's just not feasible. It's not possible. Uh, but the fact that we did it for four years, um, the recordings that we do have, um, I'm, I'm really fucking proud of us. It sucks it, it came to this, you know, um, realization. But, you know, the memories we have along the way, <laughs> one of the house shows we played, I'll never forget, um, the vocalist asked for a beer and someone's like, yeah, I have a beer. Was, I think it was in the middle of a song. And he basically fucking waterboarded our vocalist with a beer. He poured it down his fucking throat. <laughs> and he couldn't breathe. And he's like trying to say the lyrics. And he's like, fuck that. Oh, man. So many great fucking... That was the same show that throwing fucking fireworks. Black cats and fucking smoke bombs. And while... this is inside a fucking house. Right up the street in Dallas. It was fucking nuts, man. It was a lot of fun, though. This is a show somebody, they had like a couch outside. Some chick is like blowing every dude in the place. And we're like, what the fuck? I mean, this is a house show, right? Jesus Christ. So anyway, uh, that's what my next drink's going to be too. Uh, my band cashing in. Rest in peace. Uh, I still love my dudes no matter what. And uh, it was a fun fucking ride, man. Now as far as starting something else... Uh, that's going to be a little ways off for me, man. I got to, I got to get more of my shit together so I can't have the time, you know, putting it all on the other bandmates to, to help me out almost every other fucking show. It's, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be that person. You know, I don't want to be that bandmate. I don't want to be that friend. So anyways, uh, cheers to cashing in. It was a lot of fucking fun. Um, anyway, um, not much going on for some reason. I, I looked it up today. UFC is on Sunday. I don't know what the deal is with that. I don't know why, why it's that way. I don't know what happened. It's usually on Saturday night. They have boxing Friday night. They have UFC Saturday. I really don't know what's going on, but yeah, apparently it starts at like two 30 tomorrow, something like that. My time. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know if I'm going to watch. I'm going to try to remember, you know, um, but we'll see. I don't know. I don't know who's fighting. I don't know any of that shit. I, I haven't followed it long enough. I'm so sporadic with what I can, you know, it's the same thing I'm just talking about. I'm so sporadic with what I can watch in the UFC because I have so much other shit going on. You know, it's, it's really fucking hard. It's really hard to stay consistent and learn who these people are. I'm, I've learned a couple of people here and there, you know. But uh, anyway, uh, what else we got to talk about? Um, I'll be right back, guys. I got to piss real bad. All right. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, we're going to end the episode here. 
with a couple of drink recommendations, what I typed in uh, was best cocktails for a Super Bowl party. Coming next weekend, the Super Bowl. I've already made my pick. I haven't put any money on the game. Um, I already said last week, I think the Eagles are just, they're going to do it. You know, I, Mahomes is a little hurt still, I'm sure. Uh, and that's not everything to do with it. I just think the Eagles, man, the way they looked, the way they have looked all season, I mean, they just seem unfucking stoppable Not that I'm a fan. You know, if both teams could lose, I'd, I'd be happy with that. But somebody's got to win. And, and if I were to pick, uh, that's my pick. So, uh, I don't know. We'll see if it works out. Usually when I pick someone... And doesn't work out in their favor. So I might be also <laughs> jinxing the Eagles, you know. Um, so anyway, this is from delish.com. We're going to go ahead and do some... Ba -ba -ba -da -ba -ba -da -ba -ba -da. We'll give you the short version there. Uh, this is called Shady Punch. Shandy Punch. I'm sorry. Terrible at reading. Shandy Punch recipe. Um, where are you at? Oh, everybody wants you to subscribe. Come on. Here's what the hell you're going to need. You're going to need two lemons, thinly sliced, it says. Two limes, thinly sliced. Save a few slices for garnish. One apple. One cup blueberries. Uh, one 12-ounce can of ginger beer. Two 12-ounce bottles wheat beer. Uh, like Ho Garden. Uh, one cup lemonade. Half a cup of seltzer. Here's how the hell you make it. It's only two steps. That's it. Uh, combine all ingredients in a large pitcher or a large bowl and stir. Chill for two hours or until cold. Serve with lime slices for garnish. That's really fucking easy. You throw all that shit into a big fucking pot. Other than cooking it. Dude, you know, I think it's fucking hilarious, man. The tipsy bartender just really painted himself into a corner. <laughs> You know, like trying to come up with all these fucking drinks. That's why I look mine up on the internet. I will say I'm a step ahead in that category. Uh, but dude, he's just doing ridiculous fucking shit, dude. I wish I could remember the one I saw today. But I remember thinking while I'm watching, it's like, dude, this guy, he's run out of shit. He's filling bathtubs. <laughs> he's filling his fucking sink. I'm like, ah. That's filthy, first off. Oh, he put Jolly Ranchers into a fucking bottle of wine. Like, this guy's reaching, dude. <laughs> for something new. For something creative. Um, I think his, you know, his time of creating shit is probably, you know, coming to an end. You can only do so much. You can only trick it up so much. That's why I told myself starting this podcast, I'm never going to do that. I'm never going to fucking, I'm never going to, like I said, paint myself into a corner. I'm not going to come up with the recipes. I'm just going to look them up and talk about them. Don't drink and drive, get an Uber, get a Lyft. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> there's just only so much you can do. There's only so much you can create. Uh, anyway. Uh, this is still from delish.com. This is called the Football Jello Shots. And these are actually pretty fucking cool looking. They're in a, like, if you if you have a lemon, the Jello Shot 
is where the lemon or lime would be. I can't tell if it's lemon or lime. That one's a little yellow. I guess it's lime. But the jello shot is actually in, you know, the little scooped out part of the lime, which is really cool. Um, so here's the ingredients. 18 ounce Coke, divided. 10 small limes, halved lengthwise. That's a better way to put it than I just put it. A fourth ounce Knox gelatin powder from one envelope. Uh, three ounces rum. Store-bought tube of cookie icing for decoration. That's how you make the laces of the football. They look like little footballs. Adorable. Fucking adorable. Um, how many steps does this have? Oh, boy. Six steps. And they're not simple. Here's what you're going to do. In a small saucepan over high heat, bring 12 ounces Coke to a boil. What? I've never boiled Coke before. That's interesting. Uh, continue to boil until reduced to two ounces. About 25 minutes. Transfer into a small bowl. Step number two. Meanwhile, juice limes, reserving half ounce juice. Working one at a time, turn each lime half inside out. Starting at either end of each half, using a paper towel or a clean dishcloth, peel back the layer of white fiber between peel and lime flesh. Remove and discard. You don't have to throw it away. You could use it for something later. Uh, rinse, rinse each lime half with cold water, pat dry, and transfer to two standard 12-cup muffin tins. So you're kind of making jello shots here, just within a lime peel. Uh, step number three, into saucepan, pour remaining six ounce Coke and sprinkle gelatin over. Gently stir to combine, then cook over low heat, stirring occasionally until powder dissolves, about five minutes. Step number four, rolling through these. Pour gelatin mixture into a large glass measuring cup, add Coke syrup. Oh, okay, that's what you're doing. You're making Coke syrup in one of those first steps rum and reserve half ounce lime juice and stir to combine making sure each lime is level divide coke mixture among lime shells that's a great way to put it wrap muffin tins with plastic wrap and refrigerate until jello is set about four hours um friday night you better be busy before the game uh, slice each jello lime. Uh, this is step number five. Slice each jello lime in half lengthwise to make football shaped wedges. Step six using decorating frosting, pipe football laces onto each wedge. Serve chilled. They actually turned out really fucking cool, man. They, they, it's like the shape of a lime if you quartered it. Um, in place of the lime, it's just the, I guess, the Coke syrup. They're talking about and then they paint the laces on with the icing how cool is that um no i don't want to fucking subscribe jesus christ you can't log on to any of these websites without them asking you um taco bloody mary no thanks touchdown punch let's see what this has to offer this is the touchdown punch oh no you're out of articles well you're about to be out of time on this podcast all right that's it. That's it from this website. We're going to Town & Country Mag. One of my favorites. 19 cocktail recipes to make at your Super Bowl party. Red Snapper. No thanks. Jury's Tailgate Punch. He's out. Uh, Big Game Shandy. I think we already had a Shandy, didn't we? First Down Rum. 
<laughs> Let's do the first down rum. Uh, ingredients, two ounces rum barbancourt, five star. It doesn't have to be that, does it? One ounce martini and Rossi sweet vermouth. One topper scrappies aromatic bitters. I'm sorry, stopper, not topper. One stopper. What's a stopper? Oh, geez. All right. We're going to have to do some re. Oh, what's a stopper? What's a stopper in drinking? Is it a shot? A stopper or cork. A cylindrical or conical closure used to seal a container. Okay. One stopper. Interesting. They put it that way. You learn something new every day. Let's start over. This is the first down rum. Two ounces rum, barbancourt, five star. One ounce martini and Rossi, sweet vermouth. One stopper, Scrappy's aromatic bitters. One stopper, Fee Brothers, cranberry bitters and cherries. Here's what you're going to do. Here's how the hell you make it. Uh, add everything except the cranberry bitters and cherries to a mixing glass and stir with ice. <laughs> that was a lot more. For all the fancy ass fucking shit I had to read, that was really easy. Strain into glass, add cranberry bitters, and garnish with cherries. There you go. Easy enough. You want to put all these fancy fucking liquors, and it's like, yeah, just, uh, just anticlimactic. You know what I mean? You just pour all that shit together, and you're good. It's like, why? Why'd you have me get all this special shit? I ran to three different stores to get this special shit, and I just poured it all into one? Come on, man. I think you just wanted to advertise or something. Anyways, there's the drink recommendations. As always, don't drink and drive. Get an Uber. Get a Lyft. Please be safe for the fucking Super Bowl. If you got to crash out on that stranger's couch for an hour or two, just go ahead and do it. <laughs> You know, Super Bowl parties are, uh, I bet that's third in line. Not to get depressing, but they always say it's like uh, New Year's is the worst for drinking and driving. Fourth of July, second place. I bet third place is the Super Bowl. Um, and not to say I haven't been wasted on a fucking Super Bowl. I think the the year where the fucking Giants beat the undefeated Patriots, I was wasted and my friend ended up slapping my girlfriend. <laughs> True fucking story. I didn't know what to do. Like, well, we have only been dating for a couple of months. Like, I, you know, I'm going to fight. have to fight my friend. I don't know what to do. Uh, so anyway, it all worked out. We're all where we're supposed to be now. So uh, anyways, that's it for me, you guys. I love you all. Be safe out there. Bottoms up. Cheers. And I will talk to you next week. All right. Uh, be safe out there. Don't drink a drive. Get an Uber. Get a lift. Love you guys. Bye.